Hi there, I'm James Zappachi and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Exciting stuff today, I promise. We're talking about a claim that is made by a number of plaintiffs against a number of defendants. And the different components of that claim uh, include a breach of some director's duties around about section 180 of the Corporations Act and some corporate oppression as well. So exciting, spicy stuff. But what we're actually doing today, if we dive a little bit deeper, is we're dealing with an application made by one of these defendants. It'll help if I give you some more background. Right, complaints are made about the conduct of various defendants, uh, particularly defendant one, who we might think of as the husband. And today's application is, is from defendant two, who is the former spouse of defendant one. Now, complaints are made about defendant one's conduct and all these various other entities in the group that were improper, that were breaches of director's duties, that were oppressive in the section 232 sense. And defendant two is brought into this dispute. And what's interesting is, defendant two is mentioned only twice in the evidence that the plaintiffs have put on. And what defendant two also notes is that one of those mentions is wrong. Uh, it is asserted that she is director of a certain company when in fact she is not. And so she's mentioned twice, one in respect of a historical transaction, one in respect of a directorship that she does not actually hold. And so what she says is, I say this claim against me should be summarily dismissed. It should just go. We shouldn't have to go through a couple of years of preparation. We shouldn't have to go through the case management process. This isn't stuff we should worry about. We should get rid of these proceedings now. We should get summary dismissal. Serious stuff, forgive me. And so what she says is, these allegations don't really attach to me. These facts don't come and attach to me. There is no claim here. And what she goes on to say is that if this matter were to proceed on the basis of the evidence that I've already seen, well, I wouldn't put on evidence because there's nothing here for me to respond to. What the court does is go through the facts and go through the arguments that are made on behalf of defendant two. And essentially the court says, well, to the extent that I'm dealing with what's in front of me now, to the extent that I'm dealing with this existing statement of claim, which is the document that kicks off the proceedings, and the existing evidence, which is the evidence in support of that statement of claim, yes, it doesn't appear to me that there is a claim here against defendant two. But if we are to summarily dismiss the claim against defendant two, if we're to get rid of it entirely right now, that's a very serious thing to do. And so it's a very, very high bar. And what the court said was that bar is not passed. There's not enough here for the court to conclude that the claim against defendant two is utterly untenable. And so what the court does is it strikes out the statement of claim. It says that's gone, goodbye statement of claim. But it says it will not close the doors of the court as a summary dismissal would. And so what we have here is what's been rightly described uh, as a bit of a Pyrrhic victory in one way, because what defendant two does is gets rid of that document, gets rid of that statement of claim, but the proceedings against defendant two, the proceedings against the various defendants, including defendant two, continue and roll on for another day. And I hope that adventure and that slightly Pyrrhic victory for 
poor old defendant two on one view. Was of assistance to you? Was of a bit of value to you? And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers.